Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. What kind of programs does this school have? How are the test scores? How many kids do a classroom? Homes.com knows these are all things you ask when you're home shopping as a parent. That's why each listing on Homes.com includes extensive reports on local schools, including photos, parent reviews, test scores, student-teacher ratio, school rankings, and more. The information is from multiple trusted sources and curated by Homes.com's dedicated in-house research team. It's also you can make the right decision for your family. Homes.com. We've done your homework. T-shirts draped over every single seat in the building. There are Australian flags and meat pie eating contests from 4 and 20, but no doubt the best way to feel a sense of Australian pride on this night, seeing what the native son did against the Chicago Bulls. Ben Simmons was just that good. 19 points, 17 rebounds, and 14 assists. A fantastic triple-double, his fifth on the year, guiding the Sixers to a needed, welcomed, bounce-back victory, 115-101 to over the Chicago Bulls. Sixers with their ninth win in 12 tries. We'll join Brett Brown in progress right now. And I think it's defensively. I think it's always easier, and this sounds kind of funny, you have a better chance of of playing NBA defense if you get on the same page and you understand the rules than you do scoring. It's hard to score. You have a better chance of playing defense. And I think that with Joel and the improvement and understanding of what our team rules are and the guys buying into that, and trying to move us forward and never letting us go. We talk about it. We show it. We have internal goals. And we admit, like, we have a better chance of playing NBA defense than we do being the Golden State Warriors. And I think that that's kicking in. Uh, I think we're third or fourth in the NBA defensively. I'm proud of our defense. And tonight, with the exception of a few plays in the last period, some open threes, uh, I thought we did it again. Because it's Australian Heritage Night. Okay, aside from that. <laughs> aside from the Australian Heritage Night. I think uh, the pace of the game, I think because he rebounded be- before, I think it was before with this, this, um, this game, we talked about, you know, free throws. So I, th- I think Howard asked me about free throws, and I flipped it quickly to rebounding. And he rebounded, and he instigated a lot himself. He's able to control stuff when he rebounds. He can rebound and take off. And I still think that that is the, the hardest thing to guard. You know, back in the day, you'd see Charles Barkley 
do that in rebounding and lead a break, it's hard to defend that. With the exception maybe of the high kick out, the high outlet, that's maybe the second most effective way. You'd see Irvin Magic Johnson do it all the time. And I thought in the first half, there was a lot of like what we call dribble out back downs where he was out, there was nobody ahead of him. He would turn and, you know, play and he'd find other people on the other side of the floor or spin off and finish himself. And I think that the style of the game, him rebounding, it allowed him to put his thumbprint on this game in a big way early. They, they were really good tonight, and they were really good in the areas that we needed them to be. You know, like, let's go to the rebounding with Ben and him pushing the pace. I thought it was Joel's best game passing out of the post. You know, you're going to look at a stat sheet, and I don't even know what the assists will say, but the fact is he quoted back the gym, and it's the hockey assist, the assist that leads to the assist-type assist stuff. And our shooters made shots. And it's, it's, it's one of um, the greatest challenges to have somebody as skilled as Joel is, um, you know, play with that poise and know where his floor spots are. And we spaced well, I think almost perfectly, most possessions. He had let the gym get settled. He wasn't rushing things. And there was a poise on how he quarterbacked the gym that was just, just uh, extremely important. If you look back at the volume of threes, we had 16 of them. I'm guessing half of them were out of post passes initiated mostly by him. And then you get to Dario. You know, Dario, when you look at his numbers and, you know, he's plus 31, it's really a huge number in, uh, in 28 minutes. Those three were excellent. Is it significant, more significant maybe to have this kind of a game for those three on a night when they were all named the Rising Stars? It's the first I've heard that. Yeah, no, that's, uh, that's very appropriate. Was that before the game? You know, isn't it funny? Like, we're all, isn't that's great, though? That's great. Like, you connect the dots a little bit easy, my Sigmund Freud mind. I'm sure they had a feel-good mentality. You know, look what Joe did in Boston when he was named the starter. Like, it's just human nature. And I see all the time with these young guys, maybe I'm reaching a little bit, but, you know, they, they wear their hearts on the sleeve. We're trying to get them older. You know, we still, you know, make some mistakes. You just scratch your head. But I thought our turnovers tonight were better. You know, I think that we ended up with 15. We still, you know, that volume of assists, 31, is a big number. But uh, our guys were good tonight. We responded from a disappointing loss in Memphis the way, uh, the way that I had hoped. Good words from 76ers head coach Brett Brown, 115-101. The Sixers over the Chicago Bulls. They got off to a great start tonight. Their defense leading the way in addition to Ben Simmons, 19 points. 17 rebounds, 14 assists, according to the great website Basketball Reference. No other sixer not named Wilt Chamberlain has ever hit those splits in a single game. Just the second rookie is Simmons ever to post those marks in a single game. He was fantastic. And, yeah, the Sixers knocked him down from outside the arc like thrown in the ocean, 16 of 32 from deep, while the Chicago Bulls were 11 of 37, but not even nearly up to that point through three quarters of play. Joel Embiid with 22 points, five rebounds, and three assists. Dario Scharch with 21 points and 10 rebounds, his second straight 20-10 and 10 game. 16 for Robert Covington, a dozen for Timotei Lawile Cabrero, and 12 for Justin Anderson, matching a season high. And as Brett Brown spoke about it in his postgame press conference, 
the trio of young players, Embiid, Simmons, and Sharch, who were nominated to the Mountain Dew Kickstart Rising Stars Challenge about an hour before tip-off tonight. They came out and delivered this evening as the Sixers win for the ninth time in 12 games. 115-101 over the Bulls. Tom McGinnis is standing by, and we'll speak with him next here on the postgame show on the Sixers Radio Network. 76ers making a pit stop in South Philadelphia before setting out for a four-game road trip that is going to take them to Texas, to Oklahoma, to Wisconsin, to the Empire State. And they made good on this game tonight, 115-101 over the Chicago Bulls. Tom McGinnis called this one, and it's good to talk to him, as always, particularly so after a win, even more especially so Given a night like this, let's just start with the native son who did his country and continent proud 19, 17, and 14. Heady stuff from Ben Simmons. Oh, he was fired up on Australian Heritage Night. He really came out, rebounded the ball well, 11 rebounds in the opening quarter. Very aggressive and just an easy for him triple-double. He had it with like nine minutes to go in the third quarter. Terrific game all over for Simmons. He knew he was going to play a lot, but... Coach Brett Brown talked about that even with the media pregame, and you know he mentioned that to Ben with the absence of T.J. McConnell. Played nearly 38 minutes and was just great from start to finish. Simmons nearly had the triple-double through two quarters of play. <laughs> he wasted all of 49 seconds to get it in the third quarter on a pair of Robert Covington three-pointers. But this was somewhat emblematic that guys like Simmons and Embiid in particular. Sarge was great. He had a 20-10 and 10 game against Memphis on Monday, but in particular, Simmons and Embiid stepping up, bouncing back, and the Sixers along with them after that loss Monday. And Joel, to me, at, it's, at one point I mentioned you know, it was kind of neat that the Sixers did not have to depend on him to have a monster game, and then in the end, he ended up with 22 points, and I thought he did have a couple turnovers, but I thought he did a really good job of moving the ball off the block. The Bulls were doubling him at times on the catch, but more times off the dribble. In other words, when he would catch it and put his head down to dribble, that's when they came, and he was able to get it out to the wing or sometimes from the top. And then, as is the case with you know fluid offensive squads, it wasn't that first pass, but sometimes the second and third pass where they would swing, swing it to the open guy, and they did a really good job. Luawa and Covington ended up with four threes, and for Luawa, most of them came in the second half, whereas when he started the first two times for J.J., it was in the first, particularly in Memphis, the first quarter, and even over the weekend against Milwaukee. And Dario, a little photo op. He's right in the midst of uh, dozens of fans out at center court here as we speak post game, and you're almost, you know, except not expecting, but Dario's numbers have been so great particularly against Chicago in the last three matchups. You mentioned the game he had in Memphis, and he has been really steady and successful for the Sixers of late. Sixers over the Bulls, 115-101. And just a final point on Joel Embiid. You look down at the stat sheet, Tom, and it says three in the assist column. It was interesting because Brett Brown said afterwards he thought this might have been Embiid's best passing game out of the post. I would have put him down for just gut feel like five or six times tonight. It seemed like he was really active recognizing those double teams. Well, he was, and that's what I was just saying, though. It wasn't all these times the scoring pass, but he helped to precipitate it by getting the ball out of there. You know, you have to make teams pay, particularly when he's down low. If you're going to double there, then somebody's got to be open on the opposite side of the floor on the perimeter, and that's what the Sixers did. And that's what when, you know, the whole Brett Brown offensive system and so many offensive styles in the NBA now are predicated on the perimeter and the Sixers lead in pace. They're right up there in assists and passes. 
But if you're going to have a big guy and use him, well, then you're going to have to, you know, make them pay and use that whole inside-out combination. And tonight they did it about as well as they've done it all year long. There was a major part of the game, Brian, and it almost ended up true in the final analysis where the difference in the game was the the number at one point. The, the field goals were exactly the same. The free throws were exactly the same. The difference was the Sixers had seven more threes. I think in the end they may have ended up with five more, but a lot of that is based on the passing and moving the ball from the inside particularly down low with Joel to the perimeter and getting open looks. So they did a good job of that, and that I think is hopefully something the Sixers can build on and continue to do throughout the year. Yeah, the Bulls had six three-pointers through three quarters. They finished the game with 11 pretty much at a stage in the night when the game had been just about put under wraps for the Sixers. Now this team heads out on the road for the next four. Tom again is starting with Friday stop in San Antonio and then – on to Oklahoma City and a back-to-back that ends in where? Milwaukee? Ew. Right. And then they end up going to Brooklyn, too. So, yeah, I believe it starts a stretch of five games in seven days, and it's been, you know, a rather busy stretch for the Sixers. And, you know, you were saying when we were here last week that the Sixers have had the most difficult schedule. It's going to get easier. Well, <laughs> not right now, maybe in February, but not right now. In San Antonio, they've had some changes. You know, you watched their game last night against Cleveland. DeJounte Murray is now the point guard. Tony Parker's coming off the bench. Kawhi is out. But they've been really good against the Sixers, particularly in San Antonio. Obviously, the Sixers beat them earlier, uh, and that would just be a, a huge game. And then Oklahoma, they've really, you knew they were going to turn it on. When the Sixers had them here, great, uh, was it a triple overtime game where the Thunder prevailed? And they were right around 500, and now they've started to get, you know, over 500, six or seven games over 500. But very difficult place to win as well, Oklahoma. They've dominated the Sixers. And then Milwaukee, we'll see what kind of jump they get with a new coach as Joe Prunty has taken over for Jay Kidd. We're probably going to see a Dedekumpo who did not play here Saturday. And then Brooklyn has played a lot better of late. So it's not an easy stretch by any by any stretch of the imagination. Excuse the redundancy. But one last thing, and I mentioned this in the tail end of our regular play-by-play portion of the broadcast, but, you know, the more times the Sixers, because they've built up these leads, I believe this is now the 14th time they've built up a lead of over 13 points in the first 36 minutes, and the more they can manage these leads and learn how to play with a big lead and protect the basketball and manage their possessions, I think it'll behoove them experience-wise going forward because, you know, when you – win the game early you want to be able to close it out as well and that will put them uh, in a better place record wise and experience wise for the long haul 76ers over the chicago bulls 115 101 tom again to speak to you from the road on friday thanks brian good night 76ers ride great efforts in particular from ben simmons joel Embiid, and dario sharch to the finish line toppling the bulls by 14 to even the season series one final segment of the post-game show is coming up. We'll hear Tom McGinnis' highlights next here on the Sixers Radio Network. 76ers trying to rebound following a tough loss on Monday in Memphis. The assignment tonight for the second time this season was the Chicago Bulls. Brian Seltzer with you from Sixers.com. Time now for some of our highlight calls, courtesy of the one, the only, the radio voice of the 76ers, Tom McGinnis. Ben Simmons was feasting on the glass early on in this one, but that didn't mean you could not do some scoring on the other end. 
Bulls now down six, and here's a jam by Simmons. Oh, with authority and confidence. Ben Simmons throwing it down. This was one of those nights where if it would be appropriate and good radio to play, the nine rebounds that Ben Simmons had in his first eight minutes of action, we would do it. But we'll throw stuff like that in there instead. 76ers with some strong defensive efforts in the first quarter, up 25-16 to 16 after 12 minutes of play. More Ben Simmons on the offensive in quarter number two. Sixers by five, 6.50 to go. Simmons with it. Simmons down low right. Jump hook around and good. He got the side rim and puts it in. Ben Simmons, four for nine. He's already got a double-double. Indeed, he did. His 19th this season, good for 14th most in the NBA. Now, in some ways, playing back these two highlights, somewhat of a misrepresentation because maybe you'd think, well, if you tune into much of the game, that this is a big scoring night for Ben Simmons. He was only looking out for himself. No, incorrect. He was a prime facilitator in the first half. He nearly had a triple-double by the break, but the Sixers had all sorts of things open up. Robert Covington, he also found an opening as well. On the move, here's Simmons on the lob, and a jam by Covington. Ben Simmons, alley-oop jam. Simmons went one for two from the line. The Bulls lose it, and then Simmons with a, he really rifled that ball down low, and Covington now with five. Simmons, two assists away from a triple-double with 2.25 to go in the first half. And that was one of Ben's best dimes of the night. Sixers led 55-41 at the break. Simmons was two assists shy of that triple-double that Tom alluded to. Well, within 49 seconds of the third quarter, that mark was met. Here's a long shot by Covington. He's done it again. Covington in a drought up until Monday. Coming back tonight, he's got 11 points, including back-to-back threes. And that would give Simmons 10 assists giving him his fifth triple-double of the season. Sixers led it 62-41. to Joel Embiid had a big night for the Sixers, too. Rebound Sixers. Simmons with it down the near sideline. Sixers look a lot more poised with this big advantage here at home against Chicago. A 22-point lead. Embiid for three, and that's good. Joel Embiid knocks down the three, and Fred Hoiberg says, what's going on? That's what you say to yourself when your team is down by 25 points, 79-54. Four minutes, 20 seconds to go, and the third Sixers would lead it comfortably, 85-67. Going into the fourth, Timotei Luau Cabro starting in place of J.J. Redick for a third consecutive game, and for a third consecutive game, he had the three ball going on. Joel Embiid with it, 12 to shoot. Portis guards him. Here comes the double. They double on the dribble. Sixers swing into Luau, and that's good again. They are literally picking the Bulls apart. Fred Hoiberg keeps motioning for the Bulls to get going on offense. How about defending the arc, Coach Hoiberg? 14 threes by the Sixers. And the Sixers would deposit two more from deep before the night was through. A big subplot tonight's very nice win. Final notes from the final stat sheet. 76ers shot just under 52% from the field. Bulls 38.5%. Sixers 16 of 32 from outside the arc. But We referenced this earlier. Uh, going into the third quarter, the Sixers had only surrendered four three-pointers. I beg your pardon, make that six. And uh, the Bulls would end up finishing with 11, but three-point shooting a major advantage for the Sixers in this one. Tonight, Sixers plus five on the glass. They had 31 assists on 42 made baskets. That is pretty good. Only 15 turnovers. Okay for the Sixers. A step in the right direction. Individual notes. Sixers were led by Joel Embiid, who tied with Bobby Portis for the game high in scoring. Embiid 10 of 17 from the field, 1 of 2 from 3. He had 5 rebounds. 
Three assists and two block shots. It certainly felt like he had more assists than just those three. Uh, 21 and 10 for Dario Sharch, his second straight 20 and 10 game. Ben Simmons, 19 points, 17 rebounds, and 14 assists. His 17 rebounds, one off his career high. His five triple doubles, the most for a rookie since Magic Johnson in 79-80. Ben Simmons, just the second sixer ever now, in addition to Wilt Chamberlain, to reach at least 19 points, 17 rebounds, and 14 assists in a single game. And no other rookie has done that, with the exception of Steve Francis for Houston back in 2000. I'm sure there's a whole lot of other good stuff out there on the Twitter sphere statistically regarding Simmons tonight. But the bottom line is, regardless of whether it was the first time since this or that or the other thing, he was fantastic tonight and helped key the Sixers' victory, 115-101 over the Bulls. Sixers have now won nine of the last 12, and they improved to 23-21 and 21 on the season, while the Chicago Bulls dropped to 18-30, and 30, losers of two straight. Next up for the 76ers, the San Antonio Spurs on Friday, a rematch of a game and a series that the Sixers got a win in back at the beginning of the month. Sixers have had a lengthy drought in San Antonio that will look to end on Friday at AT AT&T Center. Game time at 8 o'clock, pregame coverage on some of our Sixers Radio Network affiliates at 7.50. Following the Sixers win, Tom McGinnis had a chance to catch up with one of the players afterwards. Joel, thank you. I don't know what the hesitation was, but thank you. We appreciate you coming over. Congratulations. Great start by Ben. Great play overall by your team and a nice win here over Chicago. Your thoughts in general? Uh, It was a great win. You know, uh, Ben was really aggressive tonight. He played like a man. We're going to need him to play like that every game, but it was a great overall win. We moved the ball. We played great defensively, so we got to keep that. You just got to keep up. I thought, speaking of moving the ball, I thought you did a good job, and everybody in general, particularly in the middle part of the second half, where you got those open looks, not necessarily on the first pass, but on the second and third pass where Covington and Luau delivered those threes out of those plays. I mean, if you want to double, triple save me, you know, I'm, uh, I'm going to do my job. I'm going to do my part, and I'm going to pass it out. And that's what I did tonight, and uh, we got to win. And I got to keep, uh, keep the same level of passing. And uh, we go, I think we're going to be fine. Thank you, Joe. Appreciate it. Joel Embiid, his first post-game radio interviews. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm late. I'm late for a very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. 
visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.